back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. So what have you been up to since the insurrection? I watched YouTube. Like, certain videos? No, I mean I watched all of YouTube. But there's like billions and billions of videos out there. And I watched each and every second of them. Huh. What were your favorite videos? I enjoyed many and one basketball showcases, old clips of the History Channel show Ancient Aliens and found it incredibly accurate, and pimple popping videos. Super gross, but I can't get enough of them and can't look away. Right on. Um, are you gonna ask me what I've been up to? Why would I do that? Uh, are we rolling? Of course. What are you gonna start with? Rapid fire news? What's the point? Insurrectionists are being arrested, Biden and Harris are in charge, and the orange stain on America has been banned from social media. No one will be thinking about any of this in a week as it is. Irregardless, the news is going to be boring and slow again now that old Joe is president. And since that's the case, there's no need to get it all out as uh, fast as... As fast as President Joe Biden plans on bringing America back to the status quo. Ha! That's perfect! Now it's time for me to deliver my last very important words on my last very important episode of this very important season four of my very important podcast show thingamajig. Hello, America! It's me, Thebidias A. Starred, a.k.a. the Bastard, a.k.a. the embodiment of an only hope for America. And welcome to America, the podcast! Well, America, here we are at the end of the multi-year-long bout of orange, racist smog that was the Trump era. Rescue workers have opened the door to the damp cellar we have all collectively been trapped inside, and the sky looks beautiful. Though, wait... That could just be colorful toxic gas from the sewage plant nearby. We'll see how the next four years go. As for our captor, old Donnie will of course go down as the absolute worst president in history and forever be viewed as a grown man with the intellectual capacity of a six-year-old. However, I still feel like I should say a few very important words about our blunder-in-chief. <clears throat> Donald Trump was a bigly strong tough guy with the best words in a really big a brain who did not have a weird penis or a crush on his eldest daughter. Firemen and coal workers would weep at his feet, and he made QAnon cultists swoon with his talk of deep state oppression and rigged elections. His big words at his even biglier rallies took everyone's breath away, in that they gave the attendees and the people they interacted with COVID-19. He stood up for the common man, just as long as that man was white and had a net worth of over $1 million. While he didn't follow through on the majority of his promises, he at least said he would do things like replace Obamacare, and it's the thought that counts, right? He even stood up for our Lord and Savior by bravely holding a Bible upside down outside of a historically black church as people peacefully protesting racism and fascism were tear-gassed a block away on the president's orders. He built a towering wall, or samples of one at least, at our border to protect us from the evil caravan of terrified asylum seekers. His accomplishments were many, but not in a good way, and that's okay. No one said the president had to quote-unquote do good things. Besides, those acts of alleged oppression and tyranny aren't even our former god king's best qualities. 
His hair was wavy, beautiful locks of expired angel hair pasta, and his eyes tiny little meatballs. His blood was ketchup, and his organs the well-done steak he dipped in that ketchup. His veins were french fries, and his skin, well, that was gravy skin, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. When the gravy cools down too much and leaves a weird film on the top, that. Hmm, I think I need to eat lunch. Getting really hungry. Ordering on hangry. Shouldn't have skipped a breakfast. Always eat your waffles and bacon, kids. Maybe even a smoothie if you can. As for the legacy of that rancid orange Julius, it will truly be hard to top. Not to say I told you so, but the Garfield impersonator's presidency started off exactly like we all thought it would. Corruption from every cabinet member, appointees like General Michael Flynn resigning for light treason, and attempting to ban members of a billion people strong religion from entering the country. It then pretty much went the exact same for the next couple years, except worse. Immigrant children were separated from their families and placed in concentration camps. Poorly dressed Nazis were referred to as very fine people by the president himself, and our bold, bigly leader attempted to have a foreign government spy on then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. As for the end, while the final stretch felt like ten years, it was in fact only one single year. I know. Crazy, right? Blew my mind. During the 2020 years that was 2020, we saw a botched pandemic response and continuous racist propaganda stating that the coronavirus was a Chinese hoax which, fun fact, it was not. In true fascist form, President Daddy Issue invaded cities with federal agents to suppress people protesting said fascism, perpetuated claims of election fraud after losing to Biden and losing every lawsuit challenging those election results, and he even incited an insurrection in which a terrorist mob called for the execution of former Vice President Mike Pence, and that resulted in the deaths of five people. And finally, with his last bigly act on his last lonely day in office, you guessed it, a flurry of presidential pardons at $2 million a pop for the crimes committed by the 45th president's loyalists and various generalized crooks. These included former advisor and sentient burp Steve Bannon, Lil Wayne, and over 140 other scumbags. But alas, you likely remember all of this all too well. I know I do. It's why I have gone through a bottle of Pepto-Bismol every day for four years. If you don't remember the stupid years, just go listen to every episode of America, the podcast that came before this one. It's like living through each frustrating moment all over again, except with a few laughs. I have videos too, those will be coming back in the near future, and I will never be discussing that particular American nightmare in said videos or my fantastic podcast ever again once I finish this borderline run-on sentence. Well, never say never, man. What do you mean? I say never all of the time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a common phrase. You mean to tell me that recording artist and human TED Talk Common came up with that? What? No. I mean, Donnie's second impeachment trial starts soon, so you're probably going to want to say something about that. Damn it! There's no escaping that expired bottle of carrot juice. Well, fine. I may have to bring him up one more time, but I won't be happy about it. Maybe I'll do an Instagram live video or a mini podcast episode, something like that. Or maybe I won't say anything about that old bag of expired chorizo meat at all. I'm honestly sick and tired of discussing this treasonous Twitter reject and his shithole family. 
irregardless of what is sure to be a predictable and likely failed impeachment trial of that phallic fungus, don't expect to come here for any more hot takes on maggot cultists and or their adult baby leader. Ugh. Where was I? Ah, yes. Now that former president and traitor-in-chief Donnie something or another, don't really remember his name at this point, is out of office, Americans can begin to breathe a little easier. Not much easier, mind you. More like breathing in the air on Mars. Sure, there's 0.16% oxygen in the atmosphere, but it's still bad for your health. It could possibly make your eyes bug out like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. Or it might make you grow a third breast, or even a small weird person in your abdomen. For some, it may feel like a new dawn is here, but for a lot of people, everything is still the same. Racism still exists, and the country is just as divided as it was. Why has racism and division not fully been cured, your centrist family members are certainly asking? Because despite the majority of the country's surface-level desire to actually have true progress, the American people elected Joe Biden Jr. despite all other options. Why isn't the Biden administration the cure Americans were hoping for? Well, stop asking so many questions and ask yourself the following. Is he the oldest person ever elected to the presidency? Did he vote for the crime bill in the 90s? Did he vote for the Iraq war? Did he advocate in favor of busing? Has he been accused of sexual misconduct? Has he backpedaled on multiple campaign promises he made to the progressive wing of his own party? Did he choose a running mate who stated that we need more prisons than schools? If you answered yes to those questions, and you should have, as the answers were all yes, then you have your answer to the original question as to why everything is not hunky-dory. But we are where we are, and we can only hope that people can change, specifically our less-than-reputable president and vice-president. I myself do not fully trust them to do the right thing any more than I would trust myself, and I once told Ben Franklin it would be a good idea to fly a kite in a thunderstorm when I knew full well he could discover electricity by rubbing his socks on the carpet. But in order to move forward, the American people can't just quote-unquote give our newly appointed leaders a chance. They must all be held accountable as we move forward, or in other words, progress. To our new president, I speak directly to you and say this on behalf of the majority of people who voted to put you in the White House. We did not vote for you. The majority of the votes you received were cast against the rotting sweet potato who shall no longer be named. It's a shame to compare him to such a wonderful root vegetable, as sweet potato fries are really amazing. I'd have some with lunch later. The votes you received were from Americans tired of the last four years and all of the anxiety that came with them. You are a boring old white man with a calm temper, and there is almost no threat of you scream-tweeting the country into a nuclear war. To put it bluntly, Americans lower the bar so much that we would rather bet on a sure thing to politically break even instead of risk having another term of the presidential equivalent of a bull in a bong shop. You were the first choice of the few and only received the nomination after other spineless centrists dropped out of the primary and back to you instead of America's other, more likable, sure thing, Bernie Sanders. But at least we got old Bernie on the budget committee, right? It's the, well, it's the little wins that America will likely be perpetually stuck with. As for said wins, I will be the first to admit, as I need to be the first in all things always in forever, hashtag Luther Vandross forever, that you, President Uncle Joe, are off to a good start. 
one could call it a moderate start. Get it? Yeah. Because he's a moderate. Yes, I, <laughs> I get it. It's funny. <laughs> yes. As I was shouting, with this new administration, we are seeing science elevated to a cabinet-level position when just last year, a person would be burned at the stake for even uttering the name of Albert Einstein. This new cabinet is even made up of more than 50% people who aren't straight white men. An act that has destroyed three of Stephen Miller's remaining horcruxes. I believe there are two left, so happy hunting. The American people have also been promised a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief plan, complete with a new stimulus check, albeit lower than the amount Americans actually need, a 100-day mask mandate, and the creation of the new position of COVID-19 response coordinator, as well as a COVID-19 health equity task force. A wonderful reversal from the previous administration's strategy of kill them all and let God sort them out. There is also a return to normalcy, as it were. News alerts won't keep the world up at night. Americans won't doom-scroll Twitter fearing they missed something terrible that was said by their leader. And reporters won't always have to question the validity of a statement made by the White House. Mostly because I believe the old administration took that pesky gaslight with them when they left. As for your first day actions, you, yes, you, Joe, I'm still talking to you. Hey, <whistles> Joe, look over here. There we go. As for your other first day accomplishments, you ended most of the former administration's harsh immigration policies, such as the Muslim ban and extreme vetting. You ended the racist 1776 commission and started the process to rejoin the Paris Agreement and the World Health Organization. You know, it feels weird having even a ounce of responsibility at the executive level. Lower bars and little wins. That's where Americans are, and that's where Americans will stay if the people don't demand more from the public servants who serve said public. Speaking of the demands that you will most certainly be receiving, if you start hearing criticism from the left side of the aisle and people start shouting that you aren't doing enough, Remember this, Mr. President, you can prove them wrong. Meet their demands. Don't meet them halfway. Meet them fully and with an open mind. I know your brain is pushing 80, but you aren't fully set in your ways and I believe you are capable of change. At least that is what you would have us believe and what we all want to believe deep down in our tired souls. As the old saying goes, you cannot stop progress. You, sir, will be pushed from both sides of the aisle, but I invite you to ponder this one question, Joseph. When has holding the country back ever done any good for anyone ever? The answer, it hasn't. And that's coming from someone who emphatically supports capitalism for their own self-interests, which, in itself, is kind of a redundant statement. To conclude my very important words, I speak now directly to the American people and ask you all for one quick favor before I go off the air for a while. I ask that you don't stop fighting. I ask that you stay engaged. Not that you need to remember the name of the president's press secretary, which is Jen Psaki, by the way, but keep your finger on the pulse of the nation, as it were. If you, the people, revert back to complacency just because the news gets to be boring again, all of this will have been for nothing, and in four years, we will be swearing in Ted Cruz or Nikki Haley as president. So please... Stay politically educated, stay aware, and above all, fight like hell. Okay, that was a lot of favors technically, but I would not ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do. Mostly because I pretty much would do anything. I once stole and subsequently returned 
the Declaration of Independence because someone told me there was a treasure map on the back. I'm pretty sure you heard that from a movie. Movie or not, the map was there. But it only leads to an old stash of weed that Thomas Jefferson was keeping secret from the Founding Fathers. Not cool, Jeff. Share the love. And that was the worst thing Thomas Jefferson ever did. Uh... The worst thing he ever did. Anyways, I thank you for listening these past four years, America, and I look forward to shouting my very important words into your face and ears for many years to come. As long as America exists, I too will be by your side, at least while I'm not on vacation, keeping you and our leaders in check. I will be with you again soon. For now, and as always, good night and good fight. It's America, the podcast! America the Podcast is produced and distributed by Shway Media and is part of the Shway Media Podcast Network. The show was created by Tim Philippi and is hosted by me, Thebadias A. Stard, a.k.a. The Bastard, a.k.a. The Embodiment of and Only Hope for America. The show was recorded in Shway Media Studios and is mixed and edited by Tim Philippi. Producers for America the Podcast are Tim Philippi and Alana Matos. The show's theme song is by Timmy Two-Step, and all other music was purchased through Storyblocks. If you liked the show, and you better have liked it, please leave a five-star review in iTunes. The show is available on all podcast directories, including Spotify and YouTube, but the all-powerful iTunes controls the fate of all podcasts, just like the Dark Lord Sauron controls Middle-Earth. May their reign be just as short. For video messages and other content, please visit our YouTube channel or head over to americathepodcast.com. We've got you covered there. And don't forget to check out all of the other spectacular shows on the Shway Media Podcast Network at shwaymedia.com. Go now. a production of Shway Media, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit shwaymedia.com.